Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. I'm your host Marty alongside Dave. Hello. And Aaron. Hey. A bit of normality has returned to the podcast. I listened to the last podcast, lads, and uh, yeah, it kind of went all, you know, no structure. It was just, it it, was perfect. It was just, you know, (laughs) Dave just pressing buttons away when he could find the right button, not double clicked on a button, Um, you know, just like just having a whale of a time, but I'm back. So let's get the structure back in place. Let's keep you in line a bit more let's get moving forward you'll obviously notice or you probably have heard because i didn't introduce him there um if you're listening to the podcast john is not here this week uh, he is doing the opposite of what i was doing so i was over traveling over around scotland and i visited john when i was over there um two weeks ago john is on his way this direction across the irish sea over to belfast he's coming over i think for like almost two weeks i think or something or mm. something around that anyway um but so it means he will be at the ssre arena uh this coming week for the last chl game um which takes place on the 4th of october um so we'll get to see him then and i think we're all am i right in saying we're all at the game i think aaron you're going to yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so that'll be the first time we're all four of us are together in the same place probably in the like the last maybe like three or four months anyway so um i'm, I'm pretty excited to see everyone it'll be good um well up yeah i'll try not to i'll try, I'll try <laughs> yeah. hold back. i'll try and hold back the tears you know um but yeah Be fair, everyone around us has been asking that's true that is true and um, people have been asking people like oh it's just it's very little of his now and we're like yeah i know yeah he's he left us and yeah we don't see as many and then obviously other people just haven't came back after covid and stuff and even my sisters and my net my sister and my nephews and stuff haven't really came back either um after that and so it's, it's been just me, me and dave lonely on our own in the two seats just keeping the the, the, the door 14 warm we'll i've been watching some of the some of the games on tv and every time i see you too marty you're on your phone i don't lies lies <laughs> lies it was definitely lies. on his phone the last game because it was all fancy and new so oh well that's that is true that is very true <laughs> that is i did get the new i did get the new uh, iphone 14 pro um and i was like dave look at this and i was also like oh yeah. camera and so i was kind of doing quite i was like oh yeah there's a game yeah yeah okay oh let's take a photograph of the game that was yeah <laughs> like it did get a bit out of hand um but you know <laughs> full attention back um guys how have you been aaron how have you been yeah all good um Nothing strange or startling, just working away. Book some flights out to Boston, so I'm going out to Boston uh, in two what weeks' what? time for a bit. Nice. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get any games, so which is oh, annoying. Okay. Hey. No. But you also um, got a new toy this week. You got a new toy this week? I got, I got a new toy this week, and I have to give a big shout-out to the guys in uh, A View From The Bridge, actually, because it answered a, f- a wee question that I had. They had Robert for Patrick on, um, and they, they announced that they're going to put chargers in uh the car Ooh. park huh, so nice. that's good news yeah I, um i got myself a wee electric car nice which is good fun <laughs> not just any car you got tesla which i'm very 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 <laughs> jealous of let's let's be honest i'm very jealous um we yeah, we talked about this previously just before the pod the reason i bought it was it farts it farts <laughs> inside that's the only reason oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know if i'm more excited about the fact that you know you're obviously you're joining me for this weekend's game on saturday because dave unfortunately well not unfortunately fortunately unfortunately, unfortunately, can't, unfortunately, unfortunately got married anniversary <laughs> yeah he has he has an anniversary this weekend it's actually today congratulations on your anniversary today oh yeah you're celebrating at the weekend yep. um so yeah so 
Aaron's got your ticket for the weekend. So, uh, but um, Aaron was all like, messaged earlier on. He's like, uh, Jeannie picked up, and I was like, I'm glad he asked because yes. I really want to go in the car. So yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, very excited. Uh, Dave, how are you doing? Good, good, good. As you said, eleven years married as of today. Um, you know, that's where you're about to say, "Geez, you don't look like you're old enough to be eleven years married." You know? <laughs> can't can't lie though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no just uh um yeah going in to have a quiet weekend going out to dinner enjoying getting out kids are looked after by the, the grandparents so a few drinks should be cool very good very very good um we have officially fully started into the um elite league campaign um we obviously have seen the challenge cup have been has been on now for the last two or three weeks and the uh normal league has also started still some teams haven't played in any league um fixtures actually only one team hasn't played in league fixtures and we'll get to that in a second um but guys we always start off our podcasts normally with looking at uh the standings across the elite league as we say it's very early days we are literally at the very start of the season here in the uk um so let's just kind of quickly run through the standings as they currently are in the league uh, coventry blaze are currently sitting top with four games played and eight points yes that is right coventry blaze we will talk about that in a few minutes uh Co- coventry uh Cardiff devils are in second place three games played and six points sheffield are in third with four games played and six points guilford are in fourth with four games played and five points manchester are in fifth with five games played five points nottingham are in sixth with three games played and two points belfast are in seventh with no games played and no points Dundee are in eighth with one game played, zero points. Fife in ninth with two games played and zero points. And Glasgow clan are in tenth with four games played and zero points. We will come back to Glasgow as well in period one because that was quite an interesting week they have had. Um, we're going to look quickly at the standings for the cup uh, only because uh, we have one team who has already uh, qualified through to the knockout stages of the cup as we speak already. So looking at group A, which is the Belfast Giants, Dundee Stars, Fife Flyers and the Glasgow clan. Belfast Giants have already claimed the space into the knockout stages uh, haven't played four games and uh, got eight points maximum game maximum points out of those four games remember i think it's six games you play in total um across the um like group so um we've got two games left to play and we can kind of not to say that they're not worth yeah well they're not really worth anything anymore those two games but hey they'll still be played dundee are in second there with six games played and seven points five flyers are in third with five games played five points and glasgow have played three games in the cup and have scored no points uh if you're keeping tally glasgow clan have played a total of so that's seven games and have actually had no points whatsoever um again as we say we'll get to that uh group b is the guildford flames coventry blaze and cardiff devils guildford are sitting top of the group at the moment with three games played and maximum points of six coventry blaze are in second with two games played and three points and cardiff devils have played three games in the challenge cup and have so far collected zero points um so that's an interesting one in that group and the last group is group c with sheffield steelers playing two games and three points Manchester in second with two games played two points and Nottingham have also played two games with two points um Dave let's go with you first let's look back let's take a look back at the at the league in general um you can go jump through either league or cup whatever way you want to do yeah, yeah, yeah. let me know what you think of form um anything so far I say really early days but anything so far any any teams caught your attention we, we, we were talking about it on our, our uh, whatsapp group um the, the Coventry Blaze, Blaze, the Coventry Blaze, um, have been phenomenal at the start of the season and look super dangerous. Um, and it's going to be 
an interesting one to see how they continue that. We were talking about, you know, the the heyday of the Coventry Blaze, um, and I, I, like they used to be, they used to be a fantastic team, and they obviously have a very rich heritage, which I think we'll probably be touching on later. Uh, if I'm right in thinking, uh, I think we have tributes to play to, play to somebody who played mm-hmm. for the Coventry Blaze at one point, um, and uh, the I think that they're overdue a bit of uh, luck. If that makes sense. Um, they've a really solid background. Um, they've uh, veteran staff, good returning players, um, and I think that's it's going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, not just because we're going of, over to Coventry. So, <laughs> what, have, what, have, what have they changed? What's happened? What have they changed? I don't. I don't know. It's obviously as not not being Coventry fans, we can't attest to kind of maybe what the culture shift change has been over in, in in Coventry over the last number of years. But just from even just from an outsider's point of view, from from looking inward, I kind of feel like it just felt really. It just feels like really fresh in Coventry or something at the moment. It just feels really like a positive kind of atmosphere that's going on between, as Dave kind of alluded to, you know that backstage staff, you know that kind of just that quality of kind of veteran staff there leading the charge you know they're they've got everything down to down on point you know their their social media is on point right now you know their their twitter channels are fantastic jokes and the little bits and pieces that they do and, and it's just really really well done you know and really good fan engagement in some ways in terms of that as well and i think just they've got a really good maybe just the team this year has just really connected in terms of the kind of the good mix of the team that they've brought back and maybe the just the, the quality of players that they've brought in this year but yeah as you say dave i've been really impressed so far with coventry and and their their start to their campaign um it's been quite strong um and yeah when over those first even those first two or three games at the start of the season whenever they were beating the they beat Cardiff and they beat um, I think it was Nottingham and that's what we're going to talk yeah. about the, Not- the Nottingham statement in a few minutes but you know mm. you know when you've got the likes of the big hitters like Nottingham um, big hitters haven't been big hitters in a while but big hitters like Nottingham um, you know when you've got them not shaking their boots but coming out making statements following playing games of them and stuff you know you kind of think to yourself yeah. Coventry is a, a team that hopefully as you said Dave they keep that run of form and they keep that that that, totally. that that positivity and that thing going because so far they've done pretty good pretty pretty good we had that with the Steelers last year right didn't we Steelers were had a really good run of form at the very start oh yeah the Steelers at the very half most of the way through the season right up until January February time they were on a they were steamrolling they were going through the league yeah. and they were taking points from everyone and they were real dominant they were it was one of those ones where it was like it's Sheffield's league to lose last year and right enough you know the uh, wheels came off the tracks it. and they lost it. And, <laughs> yeah, their 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 losses are gain. You know, um, and yeah, it's 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 very interesting to see. Um, and it's 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 pretty good to see the kind of the way that's turning out. Another team that has um, I know it doesn't it doesn't look that way in terms of um the league and stuff in terms of form because they're obviously sitting in eighth but they've played in one game and they've got no points. But if we look at the Challenge Cup, uh, if we look at Dundee Stars, played six games so far in the cup they're definitely going i have no doubt they're going to go through i i think they're going to be our the second team to go through from our group if they don't i'll be very surprised obviously yes five flyers are right behind them not too far behind them with five games played and five points but don't they just seem to have something right now that has just clicked for them um and we know obviously they have a a good coach there you know they have a good coach on their on their bench right now this year i'm not saying nothing against previous coaches but you know um jeff mason maybe has maybe add a little bit of flair to them but we watched them at the weekend and and i think the the scoreline of the weekend was very tight both home and away games and um, both here in belfast and away in dundee um and it was just like they uh, dundee just looked quite as you said they were fast they were 
just at times I just felt like they had they had the better you know they had the one up on the Giants at some points over that over that course and they they let, they were leading the game and every time the Giants kept coming back they were just back in it back in it and yeah they, they were... definitely play a very similar style to uh, Kiefer's hockey obviously coming from Mace having been through that organization and then obviously uh, coaching under under Keefe as well. Um, he's taken that with them, with him, um, which is no bad thing. Um, there's a, an error of grit. There's heavy focus on the forecheck, which is the Belfast Giants' bread and butter, um, and they're doing the same. And it 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 frustrates players, and then it, you know it can push for uh, mistakes, and then you, you capitalize on the mistake. And that's the same way the Giants play, and it's the and it seems to have worked for them, especially against the likes of the uh, Five Flyers. Um, we can't really talk about. Glasgow, because you know Glasgow, and uh, you know, and it's it's going to be. I think they're going to be a team to watch. The I've really, you know, been definitely seen them play against the Giants. I have enjoyed those games. Really enjoyed them. Obviously, I didn't enjoy the fact that they went so tight, um, but it was a fantastic uh, quality from them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was uh, there were there was there were tough tough games, um, but tough in a good way in that they were really challenging, really good really in games. Yeah. I mean, it's the same again. I mean, there was um, there was times during that game of the weekend we were watching here in Belfast against Dundee that just there was there was sheer moments where like the I don't know what it is this year, but. I think I don't know if fans this year are just really appreciating penalty kills. I I just don't know, but the the whole arena. Whenever we went on that five on three penalty kill, which let's not get stuck in, let's not get started on the the calls that were made this past weekend. Some calls were okay, some calls were a bit soft, some calls were just darn right. Like what was that oh. even called for? That five on three was one prime example of why were we just called five <laughs> on three? Anyway, um, but that that five on three penalty kill, like as soon as those the t- those two minutes were up, I mean that place the arena erupted erupted erupted, and it was just like if people can get behind like a penalty kill like this that's just phenomenal it's but it's also because it it felt unjustified you know here's a five on three completely uh, as we're saying feeling unjustified and then killed you know what no we bonds yeah let's move on and that's that's a perfect that's 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 a great observation i mean that's that's exactly it you know if you do feel if you've got a full fan base who all in unison believe the same thing in terms of just there's no fairness going on here and then yeah the underdog type thing of like you know we done it kind of you're right and it was just you could feel it and that that really spurred the crowd on as well the crowd really got into it as well um but yeah, that was that was a good weekend, and and hopefully we'll get some more good action this weekend coming. Um, it feels kind of strange, and being yeah. seventh, <laughs> I know, <laughs> having not played any games. I don't, I don't, I don't. It's the first time I've went. I don't mind being seventh at the moment. <laughs> and I but think, say, no I games. think it's going to be that way. I, I genuinely think it's going to be that way until. Let me just kind of. I'm bringing up my calendar here to have a quick look until. Is it the ninth? Is the ninth? Is it the ninth of October? Is the first? Is our first? league game i believe i think our home game this weekend is against the glasgow clan on saturday the first um and i think if i'm right in guessing i think that's another challenge cup it's the, it's one of the I last two challenge so, cup games. Yeah. and then the following game which is on the 8th of um october is against the dundee stars and that's our last um game that we're playing in the challenge cup i believe uh, and I think that's in all the Challenge Cup games out of the way. But I think the ninth is the first time we'll actually be playing an actual league game, uh, which is quite a long start whenever everybody else has had four or five games already played in the league. Um, so it's an interesting one. 
would have been nice though if everybody did. I'm gonna do John's part. <laughs> it would have been nice if all the teams that had done the same thing. Then the the just think about it. Challenge Cup uh, group stage would be over. I know you're right. Yeah, because yeah. that's like the, the the Group A by that stage, you know, before mid October, we'll be getting ready for the knockout, and we just have to wait in the rest of the league. You know, mm. if you think about it, if that was done, you could start doing the knockout. You know, the next couple of weeks. Yeah, done agreed. and dusted. You could have it. You could have it done before uh, December. You know. Giving out a trophy before Christmas, amazing. 100%. I know you're right. Um, you sound like John there. You do sound like John. Um, I thought he somebody ended, had. To. I thought he entered the chat there for a minute. I was like, oh, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, th- I think we can we can all we can all say amen to that. Um, Aaron, have you got any anything in, in, apart from obviously the teams you've mentioned? Anything else catching your attention so far this season? Obviously, this would be the first game. I think this would be the first game you get to go. I think you'll just be seeing live. I think this weekend. Is I'm right in saying? Is this not been? We are here to start season. I went to see it. Went pre- to, uh, no, you went pre-season. Uh, pre-season. pre-season. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this will be the first. Looking forward to it. Definitely. Um, no, apart from um, Glasgow Hand that we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. We'll see. We'll save that for period one. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, with that, then what we'll do is we'll wrap up our our pregame, shall we say, and we'll get stuck into our period one of hockey. Okay. Period one is a roundup of all of the news stories and anything of interest uh, coming out of the uh, out of hockey uh, around the UK. Um, okay. So um, let's get started. Um, We'll start off with the first story, which is a pretty sad story to to start on. But um, it's you know wouldn't be would be remiss if we didn't talk about it and we didn't mention um the news that has dominated um the UK ice hockey this past um two days. Um, that is the announcement um as of yesterday, which was the twenty eighth of September, uh, that Andre Payet uh, was found dead at the age of forty six. Um, he is a Notorious legend, shall we say, um, around these neck of the woods here. Uh, former Coventry Blaze player, um, as well as winning the Grand Slam with them, as well as Newcastle Vipers, which is probably the team we got to know more most for, was the Manchester Vipers. He also had time with Manchester Phoenix uh, before moving down um, and playing with the Sheffield Steel Dogs and the Whitley Warriors during his days of playing. Um, he then also went on to do additional years as commercial director for the Hull Pirates, as well as coaching uh, the Sheffield, um, Sheffield Steel Dogs as well um obviously it came as a bit of a, a shock um as to you know the sudden loss of andre pet um guys i mean dave particularly looking at you here i mean you know we i i said in our group chat earlier on that i wouldn't make this comment or i wouldn't use this word but it's be how can i not i mean love him or hate him if you had him on your team you absolutely love this man because he was just he's a true old school enforcer in some ways in that he proper warrior like proper this. warrior didn't back down from anyone got in people's faces just like really riled people up just like just, just you know he was just the one of those players that knew how to kind of use words and just kind of get under people's skin to the point where he could draw penalties from them get them into fights just just one of those classic old school players in terms of the enforcement role i mean we he was fondly known across the whole of um 
the elite league and, and, and this means no disrespect to the man at all you know i know he's passed away and this no disrespect to him but it was used fondly in some ways the donkey to- comment where everyone used yeah. to call him a donkey and used to be the eeyore and even the, the the arenas used to play like you know dominic the donkey dominic around christmas donkey. time for him and they used to play like he um you know um eeyore sounds you know like different things yeah. because people he knew what he was doing and you know people would turn up at arenas with blow up donkeys and, and and donkey toys and like he would still interact with fans like you know, no matter what you would say he was still a player who was able to interact with fans and i think at the end of the day fans knew that yes on the ice he was a bit of a notorious player for being what the way he was and then off ice he, he was still kind of a, you know he's still a gentleman and he's still able to kind of like interact in the right ways um we 100 percent definitely and it's from that era you know sort of the um mid 2000s the elite league was a very different place you know you had uh, andre payet um guys like brad voth um we had what lewis goes name and then you like brad critshanks and stuff you know you these big uh, just, I don't know, throwing boulders, you know, they were just throwing punches like it was going out of fashion. Uh, it was just a very, very different place to, to see hockey and watch hockey. Um, and he sort of encapsulated that role to its best ability in the league. I think he's probably the best enforcer um, we have ever seen in the, um, in the elite league as a proper enforcer, like a a proper two-way guy he could still play hockey, but was primarily there to make sure that he kept the rest of the team off honest in the same way that Brad Voth did for uh, uh, Cardiff. Um, and that's saying something, you know, he played for um, he had quite a, a lengthy career for a role that um, is normally short-lived, if you know what I mean, like the when you play that sort of role, you're, you're prone to injury and, and whatnot, uh, and you, you leave yourself at risk of you know, finishing up early. And he went um, all the way through, um, playing in the AHL in the, in the late 90s for the uh, Philadelphia Phantoms, um, all the way through then to the Whitley Warriors. You know, mm-hmm. That's uh, a, a crack and run, and I think every single team he played for would be... Um, would be definitely sad to see him sad, sad to see his loss and i know that every player every team that played against them knows they're missing uh they're now missing something in that uh in that role so yeah i mean you're right you know it's it's just it's just one of those ones where you know his legacy does live on live on and his legacy for you know what for what he's done for the sport is is you know second to none we will remember him fondly obviously here as i mentioned from the vipers team you know we kind of got to know him more because in the days that we started coming to the giants more regularly he's playing for the newcastle vipers at the time um he'll be most remembered for um, well, two, I suppose two instances. Um, one instance where um, Steve Thornton um, took a lengthy ban for a a hit on Payet or a slashed Payet, shall we say, that resulted in, um, I suppose... Uh, I suppose it came, resulted in a notorious event then it happened in Belfast later in that year which is fondly known here in Belfast Fight Night um, while the while Fight Night wasn't really triggered specifically by Andrew Payet to start with because obviously he did have a fight with Malcolm McMillan that night um, and then followed up by Rushton then having a fight with I think it was Derek Campbell I think maybe Rushton had the fight with but there was also a moment where um, Rushton basically cleared him like absolutely 
lamped him in the corner um, of the rink, and I think that's what led to the, the big fight then between Rushton and 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 um, Campbell, and then the whole basically brawl line brawl from all the whole teams. Um, that was that was a that was a, the one a, I was about to bring up. Actually, I I can remember that. Dave, we were flying out somewhere the next day, weren't we? Were we not flying out on holiday? And um, sounds about right. <laughs> and I just I just remember going to that game, complete. Brawl, every like everyone on the ice fighting, and then we were on we were in the the airport the next morning flying out to I don't know. Oh, somewhere. they were they were getting their and they were on the they were getting their flight home, yeah, and you just saw the you know the black eyes, the big sunglasses the, and all, and yeah, and the <laughs> and the noses and the man, it, it was serious. There's a really good um point in that just to kind of really hit home what you're saying about the, the, the kind of the style that he played. He amassed, what was it, 3,000 penalty minutes just during his uh, UK years. Wow. Wow. He, and, and his biggest accolade that he'll take from the Elite League is he's one of the few people that can say they're a true Grand Slam winner. Um, the 2004-2005 Coventry Blaze yeah. year, where they really won a Grand Slam, not that thing that uh, Nottingham yeah. did in the, <laughs> in the 2010-ish years, you know. The grand sham that they have, you know. Grand sham, indeed. That's it, exactly. Um, you're right. He he can legitimately say that he is one that has got it. So, um, yeah, that's it's a uh, yeah, as usual, as you'd normally do in these situations. Uh, stick tap. Um, to him. Um, yeah, and our thoughts, thoughts go to family. his family and his friends at this time. Um, so it's an unfortunate story. Yeah. Um, guys, we're going to move on. Um, let's move on to the two two things that have two two teams. Uh, funnily enough, owned by the the same um, same owner. Um, the the Nottingham Panthers and the Glasgow clan. Um, they both in the space of the last two weeks since our last recording. Um, have had a I suppose we could say they've had a, a bit of a rocky start to their seasons. Nottingham had a bit of a rocky start in the initial two three two weeks or so of the, the campaign. Um which is kind of a bit of a came with a bit of surprise that after that initial um you know, two or three games, not even hadn't even started that much. They had a performance against the Coventry Blaze, who we've already talked about um, tonight, and we've said about how well they've played so far this season. And they're playing again tonight uh, in the in the Challenge Cup against Cardiff, and they're beating Cardiff again tonight. You know, they're they're onto a great performance to start. So you know, the fact that the Car- that's four one at the moment, exactly. So the fact that Nottingham <laughs> came out and were like Coventry shouldn't be beating us, blah blah blah. Do you think they're looking back now and going, actually, do you know what? Coventry are a different team this year. We should. We, why don't we apologise? But they did. They they put a statement. Um, Omar Pasha. Um, you know, put out a statement. Um, sh- straight after the game against the Coventry Blaze and said, um, the support we received last night was fantastic. However, the our performance was not was under par. Um, it's been a busy and hectic off season, and we're in a really great place when it comes to our off ice product in terms of where we're happy with everything is. However, our on ice product and our results are what is basically judged, and we're not not doing it at this time. You know, and he was kind of saying, you know, as a new CEO, our focus has to be the overall on ice product to bring people in so we really apologize for that we know people are frustrated and you know we're trying to improve things we'll try and do our best to try and move things forward so first question that's posed to you dave is like do you think uh do you think it's uh, i mean was that a bit of a, a a quick fire of the gun in terms of like it was a bit of a, a, a you know it was a misstart in terms of like you know we should just stay until out so quickly um i think the 
the reason that's happened, this is my feeling, sorry, obviously I don't know. Not, not like I, me and Pasha are like this. Yeah. Um, the reason I think that went out <laughs> was because the um, Nottingham before was like a closed box. You know, if they had this sort of a run before, they just would have been treated like mushrooms, you know, kept in the dark and fed on shit. You know, it's the basically what happened to them over the years where Pash is trying to make a proper um, club that communicates with its fans, engages with its fans, um, and puts its fans first. Mm-hmm. And he's maybe went, right, something's not right. I need to step out in front of it and say something. I think they misjudged when to do it. Um, I think the likes of, we're going to talk about, uh, obviously, Glasgow shortly, but... Yeah, and there's, given breaking, it, there's, there's literally breaking news about Gla- Glasgow, and we'll get into that in oh, a minute, but yeah, no. go ahead. Um, you know, so the, they have, you know, maybe jumped the gun, maybe thought it was, um, he thought that he was going to be able to, you know, count on certain results based on what he's seen in the team signings. If I had have been him, maybe give it a week, if that makes sense, you know, because they're, they're not bottom, they're not losing every game, Yes, okay, they did have a hiccup, but they um, it takes time. That's a that's basically a new club, you know. That's got that's a new uh, general manager and a new coach um, for the same season. So their recruitment was different, their coaching's different. It takes all these things a bit of time to bed in. Um, and yes, I know the uh, the Panthers fans would have wanted to see immediate results uh, based on what we've seen from the the fan base before um they would have expected that and to be fair with the amount of money that they're they're throwing around and their heritage sort of expected everyone sort of expects it but i think they should have given it a bit more time yeah i get get, get where he's coming from but i think they should give it more time now in saying that like their the performance haven't really hasn't really turned around too much in terms of you know they're actually like oh, where they're currently yeah. sitting i mean they're sitting sixth at the moment three games played two points in the league um and they're sitting did i say bottom of their cup draw i think um but it's just based on maybe games played but i think they're sitting are they sitting yeah they're sitting bottom uh, it's goal difference i think is what what the, what is goals against difference and goals for uh, that's what separates them at the bottom between manchester so yeah two points two game two ga- two games from two points from two games so it's not haven't really yeah it hasn't been a great start for them um but yeah i agree it was kind of a, it did feel like a bit of a quick draw a bit of a quick like oh let's panic and let's i guess i guess in some ways but there is a, there is a difference between losing to the better team and playing well and losing and playing rubbish yeah yeah do, do you know what i mean you like uh there there was a couple of comments um when we were when the giants were in this we were playing in the chl yeah, we we lost some games, but in the in the in the post game comments, like like Shielding and 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 all were like, you know, we played well during these parts. We just need to strengthen, you know, this part of the game. Blah blah blah. Uh, uh, but you know, we were we we actually played well. It's just that you know, this is the skill base we're playing against. Yeah. Is there an element of that? You know, like okay. I, I think it is. I think, you know, the, uh, you know I think it is a, a definitely a case of underestimate. Like, the, we've had it in previous seasons. You, you underestimate, you know, your your opponents. And it is very early point, at that very early point of the season, Nottingham just automatically, just automatically assumed, 
you know, they, they prejudged Coventry in that they're just going based on previous form from previous seasons. We're like, well, we should have Coventry's number I'm, every year. So therefore, this year... I'm, not even, I'm not even thinking about looking at Coventry. I'm just thinking... On reflection on yourself, doesn't matter who you're playing against, but if you look at your own game and go, right, we lost that game, but you know what? We actually played okay, so let's move on. Are they actually doing that and going, right, we lost, but we we were shocked in this area, this area, and this area, right? We need to put out an apology because the fans are not going to be happy at this. I think this, so. This. I think one of the big things about this apology, though, is definitely, I think it's just mainly because I think, and I, I can't believe I'm going to actually kudos to Nottingham for something because I, I don't really ever do it but like I think the statement was quite right in terms of what Omar has worked Omar Parsha who's obviously taken over as the director over there and the work that they have tried to do to try and improve things now they're still stealing money from that's stealing money that's the wrong phrase that's, <laughs> sorry apologies that's not what I meant um, they're still they're still uh, stealing money uh, I'm trying to think of a player phrase they're still you know they're still yeah, their fans are, they're still their, their fans are still being asked to pay shell out things for you know things that are a bit like. But again, that's maybe an arena. It's maybe an arena thing, and so the arena controls that rather than the actual team itself. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say it's the arena that controls certain things. Um, and they have done a lot of good work over the summer to try and increase things in terms of fan engagement and be more open and transparent with fans, which is something that fans have always said that they've been really bad at. So they've kind of improved that over the summer. And I think what Omar's trying to say here is, yeah, we've worked really hard and we've tried to we've tried to build people's confidence in us again for then our on-ice performance not to be so great. So therefore, people are talking bad about us again. And it's kind of like a, mm. where do you win? Um, and I think that's obviously the, what they've tried to do is like, you know, please bear with us. You know, we will get there. Um, but again, it's one of those ones where how long do you bear with them before um, things, you know, let's, you know, let's look at that and let's look at bearing with bearing with teams in terms of whenever things are going bad. Let's look at Glasgow just because, you know, they also put out a similar statement, but their statement, I think, uh, is the opposite of Panthers. I don't think it's that it was too, it was too, done, done too quickly. I think this one's done just at the right time in some ways, but also the fact that like the statement had to be put out. I mean, their managing director, Gareth Chalmers, had to put out a statement basically just to say that the, that, yeah, that has been a disastrous start for the 2022-2023 season. Um, and the club have apologised for the performance that has been happening so far. They haven't won a single game. Um, support is still there. You know, fans are still coming. coming. But there is that obviously worry of the gate in terms of if they can't turn around the loss. You know, those smaller teams, and I don't mean to say smaller teams in a derogatory way, but those smaller teams in that they have a smaller gate, they have a smaller amount of people coming through the door and they need as many people coming through as possible. You know, when those teams aren't, we looked at like Fife. Fife is a perfect example of what last year. Fife talked with their feet last year and didn't turn up and there was times where you turn up at Fife and there was very little people at the actual arena and you know Fife really did hit, get hit hard by that last year I guess that in this case with, with Glasgow they're acknowledging the fact that yeah this has been a poor start to our season um, and you know we need to kind of start thinking about you know investing heavily to see how we're going to do in terms of like moving things forward you know they've put a lot of money in they've invested heavily in their off ice you know stuff in terms of like now taking over kind of the ownership of that ice rink in terms of the how it looks and the commitment that they've made in terms of the the future for the Brayhead Arena you know they've put a lot of effort in over this last year or so so to have such a bad poor start to the season you know um it's 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 really bad um anybody want to make a quick comment on that before I move on to um something that's happened though I I mean like when I said it's just happened it has literally happened as we started as we were recording um just very quick on their statement yep. it was very um, deflective. They didn't really try to point out anything, um, and they were were. It was just very, yeah, yeah. We know we haven't done a great time, good thing, but yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna fix it. But there's there's nothing. Obviously, maybe this announcement maybe leans into that more. But 
Well, so I'm just going to take a, I'm going to take a, a, a I'm going to, before I move into this, this story, because it's an interesting one, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll lead it with, this is the first statement, that, and I'm going to imagine the Glasgow clan are preparing to have another statement released ASAP probably will be here first thing in the morning um, from this story. Yep. So have you, do you know what I'm talking about, Aaron? Do you, do you know? I've, I'm seeing some tweets from. Okay. So uh, I know what it's, it. so basically um, I'm going to take a line from this statement that Gareth put out um, where he wrote, um, I have lived and breathed this hockey club 24 seven for the past nine years. And I've strived for us to be in a position off the ice to start competing for silverware. We expected this season to be first, uh, of the new stage in the club's progression if we have to make changes to achieve these ambitions rest assured difficult decisions will be made and we will make those if this comes in the form of players blah blah blah, blah. so tonight the glasgow clan have had announced had announced the signing of their newest player which we're bringing in to kind of help because of the acknowledging the fact that they've started off in a really bad way um that player was announced and it the statement the, the announcement had went out on twitter and social media by the glasgow clan and within literally within five minutes it has been taken down again because of fan reaction uh, on social media um Aaron, you're saying you can see the responses that are going on there people are shouting their heads off and it's for a specific reason um they have hired they signed on a 33 year old french defense uh, finnish defenseman called uh lassie i'm gonna have to try and butcher this surname uh yusuf verta is his surname is the best way I'm going to pronounce it. He's a former UAH hockey player. Um, why is there a controversy? What has happened? Well, he is a hockey player who was charged with rape, who then <gasps> fled Finland, um, who confessed to, um, he actually confessed to first, well, he was charged with first degree rape and he confessed to police that he did engage in non-consensual sex with the victim. Um, and that was based on uh, University of Alabama in Huntsville, uh, which is where this happened. Um, he did flee, so he didn't. He wasn't arrested and opted out, um, opted not to contact Huntsville police. Um, punishment was faced, blah blah blah. blah. So um, this this is obviously something that has followed him, and obviously then they've put out this statement to say. So as you can imagine, fans there, particularly um, fans, are saying, you know, for you to sign this player who has admitted the fact that he had non consensual. Um, you know relationships with someone well not even relationships is the wrong phrase because it's not a relationship non-sexual um conduct with you know with a female and wow. you know he was he was you know he was being charged with rape and he, he basically disappeared pretty much so, um sorry, was that uh, in the u.s he was charged or was it in finland um, I um, believe that was in uh, America. I believe that's where that initially happened. Um, and he was charged when he was in he was in university in um, in in Alabama. In Alabama. Alabama. Let me just check Huntsville. on the link that I have here, and I'll just confirm that it. Is um, shocking. Because you would yeah. think that so former UAH hockey player charged with rape has fled to Finland. Uh, a UAH hockey player arrested on rape charges fled the United States to his native Finland with no intention of returning, according to assistant domestic assistant district attorney handling the case. Lassa was arrested. And this this article that you're reading is from 2013, by the way. Yeah. What, what I was about to say yep. is it, yep. since he's came to the UK, the they they could extradite him. Because the Finland, I don't think he can be extradited from Finland, but I think he can be extradited from the UK. Well, as you can imagine, I think that it's it's a it's one of those ones where the clan have accidentally done, you know, they've done something that they, that they are now going to have to try and quickly apologize for. Um, but I think people are rightly outraged at tonight's announcement. Um, and I think you would that, rather lose than have a win with a rapist on your team, like. 
yeah i don't know yeah i don't i don't even know what to say apart yeah yeah you're right um and i think that's what should we um should we folded our team for similar well kind of similar yeah i know what you mean yep yeah 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 uh, fully um and i think that the club's fans probably you know will be calling for something to be said but about it you know i think um someone made a, a good statement and i kind of do fully agree with it which someone had put out things like you know this isn't just a um you know this isn't just a, a thing against fans this is a slap in the face and a punch in the face to the all women yeah. who support this club um yeah. it's not even alleged opinions. like as you say it's, yeah. it's there it's confessed yeah yeah um so we'll see another statement coming out tomorrow so that's unfortunately you're hoping the statement comes out because i have to it's crazy um so what happens if you just google his name out of interest my not out of that but like you go to hire someone a player like that if you google let's see yeah like i do that, that well. that's not a story that's not gonna i do that every him. time i hire somebody like <laughs> <laughs> first thing you do is you look at read their cv and you go oh, like, i don't okay. think you then should be saying that on a podcast it's <laughs> no it's uh, it's before they do the security checks because we have to see okay. if the um if their social media is of because of the nature of my business and the same as you yourself mm, yeah, um yeah yeah so if anybody um, applies for a job that i'm hiring for make sure you're social media is yeah, social media. the <laughs> the um yeah the third well on my on my search the fourth link down um that's following the fact that like there's personal there's obviously his instagram is one of the first ones there is elite prospects there's now also already um a news uh piece on clan making a, a misfire misfire decision by recruiting them so that's already up there so that's on the top of my search but the fourth one down for me is former player charged with rape flees to finland so yeah, straight there and then the next one under that that's kind of you could they could try to claim oh we, we didn't know or whatever but that's that's a really quick easy search yeah so i mean oh misfired so they've obviously decided that was absolutely the way mental. yeah that was the way they were trying to think of like let's bring in more player let's bring in a new player and obviously it has completely backfired glasgow clan as of one minute ago have actually put a, a statement will be issued tomorrow morning however we can confirm <laughs> that last use use of Ferta will not be signing for the club. That there was we go. that was quick. Um, so we, they were just hoping that it would be able to. Have they put it out and then delete hide. it and repeat it again? Yeah, no, it's out. Yeah, it is out. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There, there is a chance that they didn't know. There yeah. is a chance, but I'm saying that it's it's, a, it's an easy Google. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, let's move on to other stories. Let's move on to two good stories um, before we finish this period. The first one that we're just going to cover quickly because we've obviously talked about this already. The Edinburgh Capitals started their campaign in the SHA, um, in the Scottish Hockey League um, this, this month, uh, which is great. We've talked about how great it was to see them back. Um, and I don't think, I don't know if you guys talked about this in the last podcast. I think this, because this news story, I think only came out in the last couple of days. Um, Edinburgh, Murray, obviously Murrayfield, I shrink, um, hasn't reopened yet because obviously they're still finishing the refurbishment to it what refurbishment i think we did joke around about what the refurbishment is going to mean uh, maybe it just means that the, the roof isn't going to flick off onto your shoulders anymore um when you stand up um and also maybe those wooden feet seats are maybe going to change to plastic i don't know it's got a bit of character no, has the they, need, they, need, they need to keep the wooden seats um the wooden seats do yeah, have I've a bit of character got it if they change them like- um but we know we know i think was it dave i think in our group you sent through the the photograph of the the new pipes and stuff that they uh, put in obviously yeah. for the um 
for, for the resurfacing of the ice but they have announced that the reopening of the arena or sorry of the rink will be um in the 14th of october um which will be see will be the first time that the rink has reopened to the public um in general almost two I, million when are we going over to edinburgh as i was about to say i can't i really want to get over again i love the i love edinburgh as an away trip i know that they're, I, love it. They're, uh, I think we should i think we should do like a door 14 trip in the new year yeah, I think we should. You know, um, it is. Uh, there was a conf- obviously they they have they have um spent I think two hundred and eighty four thousand pounds was allocated to Edinburgh's ice rink um to kind of um update it and get it ready again. So let's hope that two hundred eighty four thousand pounds actually does show through and you can actually see things um for they, uh, for that amount of money. It's I think they said it was the biggest amount of money that's been granted to any ice rink in Scotland. So what are they using it for at the moment? Have you seen these pictures? There's like proper full-on like tables and chairs and all that on it was the- storage i think just it was yeah it's been it looks like it looks like it's been laid out for like i don't know i think it was being and con- conferences and yeah stuff like i think that. i think it was a, i think it was being used kind of similar to the way the arena was during COVID. i think it was maybe be used as a mass um injection center uh, and stuff of course at yeah, one point yeah. um but yeah i think it, it hasn't it's just been sitting empty it hasn't been doing anything um it hasn't been used so it's good to see that it's, it's ready to go and the 14th and say the 14th of october looks to be the date they have set for um the um yeah, so it's be the, the date they've set for re relaunch of the arena uh, of the rink. So, um, good luck to them. And uh, yeah, as you say, Dave, let's hope we can kind of get over again sometime soon. I absolutely um, love Edinburgh as a place to, to watch it. It was a um, always a um, fantastic place. The people were always great as well. Yeah, um, it, yeah, and we will get over. I'm sure we will. I'm going to move on to the last story for this period. And again, this is another good good news, good piece, a piece of good news story. Um, we as Belfast Giants fans and any other Belfast Giants fans will know this name only only too well. Um, and uh, it was a news piece that went out. Um, it was announced today that Laura Small, um, who is well known for her um, community engagement work um, in Belfast, not just in an official capacity for the Belfast Giants because she's only worked for the Belfast Giants officially in an official capacity for maybe the past year or so, um, but for the last what two decades or so, she had been working with um off ice to support um children and young people across northern ireland um who have terminal illnesses or are affected in some way to restrictions in terms of disabilities or whatever it is um she laura has been well known for striking up a relationship with um the families around the, around northern ireland and helping with um making some dreams come true um you know obviously she was a big part in in trying to organize things for the likes of um you know like the likes of like ethan and dahi and we have um you know obviously those kind of events that happened with those sorts of things happen all the time you have blake as well that's another name you know um the the, the support that she's given him in terms of the, the getting him on the ice and then and then you know flying over to green almond street hospital after that game to bring him a special jersey that was a one-off jersey for him after playing on the ice the, the week before you know massive massive kudos to her and i suppose at least you say the reason why we're mentioning this is because she has been nominated <laughs> she has been nominated for a pride of britain award um which um is only i think is only too fitting for the work that she has done um you know she does do it not for the reasons you know she doesn't do it for for that kind of spotlight in terms of um you know the you know that the actual like trying to get any kind of you know attention for it she does it solely because that's and inside the innate part of her wants to kind of 
you know promote hockey promote promote the, the good part of hockey but also then getting in supporting the community uh, as a whole in terms of the Belfast as in the Belfast Giants hockey community um I mean f- you know fair play kudos and you know hopefully she does well in terms of moving forward um in the stages even if she doesn't i'm sure she's just is over the moon about being nominated for a pride of britain award um and it's it's i think it's a stellar um achievement for um to be nominated for it um and it's 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 too it's only overdue um because of the work that she has put in um as you say it's not she doesn't do it because she wants to get recognized but it's amazing that 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 she has been i think it's only fair that people have put her forward for that recognition because i think she really does deserve um for the stuff for the amount of time she has put in um i would say and again this is not um not the i don't not the change like the, the take away from her attention from her from from the stuff that she's done but i think it's it must be in the genes it's very gen- it must be genetics in terms of you know she we know that she is um related to jim gillespie who we talked about um in a previous podcast obviously um um you know a hero in, in belfast we had a a banner raising this past weekend um for the for the legend that is jim gillespie where they raised a banner in his honor um uh, I think it was the, the they called the Belfast Giants architect. I think is what they had on the banner. I think um, you know his wife was in Mitzi was in Mitzi was there um, while the banner was being put up. Um, it was goosebump moments. Really was a goosebump moment whenever that happened. Um, but um, if I remember, if I'm if I'm right in saying, and someone can correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, Laura, I think is a niece. I think of Jim. I think is Jim's niece. Um, so it definitely it definitely runs in the family. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong there. Um, but now tweet I us and let like, us know yeah someone let us know um <laughs> if we're wrong but i i'm i'm pretty sure i'm i'm nearly i'm nearly i'm gonna say i'm 97 percent sure um that she she is uh jim's niece and uh and if she is then it, it was definitely bound to happen it was in the genes um and you can tell why belfast maybe has belfast chance to play such a big um, partner heart as well so congratulations to laura um and as i say we all here hope that you um move on and 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 hopefully we we'd like to see you win that as well whoop, whoop. okay guys anything else for this period nope all good okay well then we'll get stuck straight into our period two of hockey Hello and uh, welcome to period two of hockey. What I want to say first and foremost, that transition was fabulous. I don't know how you do it, Marty. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and start and stop. Stops Just at the right move. times and all, and none of this here. Sort of click, 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 click. Um, but anyway, <laughs> oh. it's not so, like man- mechanical keyboard either. So it was like click, click, click. <laughs> oh. So, um, period two, this is where we'll talk about um, hockey from around the world, uh, any, anywhere other than the UK. Um, and as usual, Marty has done the lion's share, all the investigation. So I will hand it over to him and let him run the show today. Yeah, I, I was just thinking there maybe I should have just continued on with um with, with talking about what I was just introduced the period at the start, but I think let's stay with tradition and, and structure because I like the structure. Um, and get you to present it anyway. Um, yeah, which means you, you don't really don't like change. I don't. I don't. And you talked about it in the last. You talked about it in the last in the last show. And you're right because I was actually when I was listening to it, I was like. They're right, I don't like change. Um, <laughs> it's true, um, guys. Yeah, this this period is pretty much dominated by obviously NHL. Um, we, I'm going to just start off obviously with just having a bit of a quick talk about um, obviously NHL season does start the 2022 2023 campaign does start um, 
next week as of this recording so we'll be started the, the the first couple of games will have been played by the time it comes to our next recording um the first official game um for the league um is dated for the 7th of october which is next friday as of um the recording today and um, so Obviously, that kicks off the 2022-2023 season does kick off in Europe for the first time since 2019. Um, the games are on October 7th and 8th, and it's an O2 Arena in Prague in Czech Republic. And the teams playing there are obviously, um, well, I suppose the, the for John, I suppose he's just like, yeah, we're going there. Um the first games do kick off in the, what's part of their, their, the two games from the Global Series um, when the Nashville Predators take on the San Jose Sharks. Um, so that's the start of the season next week. Um, but the official, the official first games of the NHL season in North America do start on Wednesday, October the 11th, um, with the first two games being Rangers versus the Lightning um, and then the Kings versus the Golden Knights. The regular season then um, itself, then the rest, of this, the rest of the teams will face off then from that point forward, moving forward. Um, it's normal season. Um, it'll be the first normal post-COVID season, shall we say, and that's what they're dubbing it as. Um, it will see the normal 82-game schedule um two games uh so at least two games against each team um in the league um against cross divisions um the initial divisions haven't changed as of the, this year they're still the same atlantic metropolitan central and pacific um and the only things difference difference this year compared to previous years is that the covid restrictions and stuff we talked about them in the last one COVID restrictions have basically changed in that the uh, covid if a, if a team does come down with covid it won't be that the game will be cancelled they will still play on with uh, just as a depleted team in terms of the way it will move forward and again like we mentioned before if any player hasn't um been is hasn't got um you know hadn't had their boosters and everything else i haven't been haven't had an injection they may be they may be restricted from traveling across border between canada and um, the us so again that will come into effect but hopefully won't see too much of that either um what the season itself it does play it will play it the same way as normal it will uh start as i say next week and it will end around about april um i think the official date is april 13th um um and then that'll follow into the usual um stanley cup um um, stuff as well winter classic as well will be up this year we've got the global series fin um which will happen in finland this year which is again um this is part of that global series we talked about so czech republic is one the second one is the second global series uh will be played in finland which will see the avalanche take on the blue jackets um and that'll be played um in the Nokia arena uh winter classic is scheduled for the 2nd of january uh bruins versus penguins at fenway park in boston which will be amazing i can sh I, I can imagine um and then the all-star weekend is started back in again this year for the third and fourth of february um and then i think the stadium series then as well this year um will feature the hurricanes and the capitals later in february so again normal um normal season normal structure will come back um so that's kind of an overview of the season so far of ahead for the nhl but the news headlines i suppose going into this season um have been dominated i suppose by um an array of announcements for retirements across the nhl um we have had um from let's start with the first one the first one um obviously iron uh, it's a player we spoke about last season um this is the 36 year old defenseman who played for the flyers uh yandel has announced his retirement from nhl he will retire holding the record for the most consecutive games played which was recorded at 989 we remember talking about that in our season in our uh podcast yeah. last season um 
basically i think that it just came to the point where he decided that um it was it was a point where he decided that it was on to the next chapter for him um i think he he's announced his retirement and that that came as part of three announcements that pretty much came at around about the same time um that's 16 seasons altogether in the nhl um and that retirement has been announced so that'd be a massive loss for them um and again, um, it's a, a again another player who will be sadly lost from the league. He may go down. He'll go down in history, obviously, for for having such a record. So we probably will see him at some point in the the NHL Hall of Fame or the Hockey Hall of Fame at some point in the future. Two other names that have announced their retirement, which came as well. One is maybe a bit of more of a surprise, I think, than the other. Uh, but for me, this one, this first one, came as a bit, bit of a bigger surprise. Uh, PK Subban has announced his retirement from the NHL, um, and it was. Um, I suppose he he's a notorious well I suppose he's well known for for being an amazing character right across the, the league um and he's a, a bright colored character who will be sadly missed you know who we will forget him turning up to winter classic games and weekends and all-star weekends in like fedora hats and like hmm. checkered checkered suits and i think a tartan suit at one point and like i mean he is a player who has been entertained throughout his 13 seasons is this really why john's not here is john crying like this was, was suban not one of his like favorite players of all time for a long time yeah yeah he and it is it's still and yeah he has the he has the pk jersey and stuff and he was always he was always sad whenever pk left um nashville i think that last year whenever yep. we talked about it he he mentioned that it was a big loss and that's something that he was sad to see him go um this retirement announcement i think did come out a bit out of the blue i was not expecting this retirement at all i don't know if you, either you guys or i don't think john expected it's only, it either. It's only 33 yeah uh, 13 seasons he's not it's not that long really either I guess I don't know. I, I kind of I don't know if I I talked about this in in our group chat or not. But you know he did describe himself not as a hockey player but as a person who's able to play hockey, um, and he did say that you know obviously he's got interests that, that stretch far beyond sport. Um, but mm. part of me thinks it's a bit of a deflection. Um, he was placed onto um waivers obviously. Um, and there seemed to be little to no he interest. Very, he had a very uneventful season last year. Um. And it's been on the seasons have been on the downturn for a wee while, um, and I would say he's still looking quite a f- substantial paycheck. Um, so I think people are thinking, "Go on, yeah, I don't really want to take the risk with my cap." That is my thoughts exactly. Um, my thoughts were: was it a point where is it a is it a, is it more of a he's retiring from hockey because? it just wasn't going anywhere for him and he just wasn't being picked up this year or you know nobody was really haven't shown any interest in him as you say he's had a bit of a lackluster two seasons shall we say you know as you say he's kind of went down on a downward downward spiral especially since leaving nashville i mean it just seems to have really not fallen out of um favor but i just I don't, I don't know his his markability his you know his just his, his ability to kind of i just i don't know just something over the last couple of years has definitely happened where it just i think people have lost maybe some teams have lost interest and maybe didn't maybe tout him as something to bring in for this year it's a bit of a surprise you say he's still quite young you know at that age to to be kind of and still quite young in terms of seasons wise you know it's it did come with a bit of surprise um and and i guess we'll, we'll never really know the full story there in terms of um reasons why he did leave if it was a a decision that he made over it was kind of more of a well i didn't really have much more of an option he could have explored maybe outside of hockey outside of the uh, out of outside of the nhl but maybe he was a player that was too I don't know. Uh, just didn't feel that he should be playing anywhere else but the NHL. 
maybe I don't know be interesting to see what what comes with him yeah. over the next he, you know he had a link he had a link with a player that was well known from Belfast you know he could have he would be more than welcome to come to Belfast to play his final seasons <laughs> here we would have we'd have gladly had him you know could you imagine John (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we'll move on to the last retirement that was announced as well in the same week Um, and this was actually a really interesting story and I actually like this story as well um, in some ways so the last one was uh, the announcement this came um, after 24 seasons uh, Sedino Chara um, has announced his retirement from professional sport from the professional sport of ice hockey Um, he was is probably most well known um for playing as the number 33 for the boston bruins uh dave oh aaron you were there too actually you were there at that game the boston game in belfast but giants boston game i wasn't were you not no i was i missed <laughs> i thought you were there. i thought there's a photograph of the three of us from that night no maybe it's the night before a week before apologies then dave me and you <laughs> uh we were we were lucky enough to uh see sedino uh chara here in belfast playing as part of that giants select versus the boston bruins back in 2009 10 9 10 2010 um he you know he's a 2009 norris trophy winner he's stanley cup winner uh appeared in six alt all-star games um you know he's He's a franchise player for the Boston Bruins, so much so that although he moved on from the Bruins and he went on to um, play for others after leaving after leaving them most recently, I think with the Washington Capitals, he didn't retire as a Washington Capital, but instead was signed by the Boston Bruins for a one day contract so that he could <laughs> officially resign or he could officially leave the league, the NHL, as a Boston Bruins player. And I just thought that is a fantastic way to walk out uh, that is full like there's players that become synonymous with teams um and there's reasons for it and you can see how much chara meant to boston and vice versa that they were willing to do this and send him on for one for for one for one day um so that he could retire as a bruin i just think it's a fantastic way to end a, a great career of 24 seasons so I am um, that's that's it that's all of the retirements done um and that's pretty much the dominated stories of this um this period one last period one last story I just wanted to kind of just raise or kind of just talk about um and it's funny I said the word raise there um it is the and you kind of yeah. men- you kind of mentioned it there Dave um earlier in the in in period two the NHL has announced so there was um story a story has been out over this past week um that the NHL salary cap um could is is definitely as well the the amount of money per year is on the rise, um, but that overall total could rise to up to ten million over the course of the next three seasons, which is a significant amount of money. We're starting to see kind of traits of two thousand and twelve, thirteen kind of years, maybe slightly after that, where players were signing big big contracts for multi-year contracts for large amount of money. We seen one today where McKinnon resigned for. Um, resigned for eight seasons. Colorado. Colorado for I think it was like eight seasons or something, or six or eight seasons. He's 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 signed on again for, and again yeah. the the full details of that agreement hasn't really been put out. But we can imagine that's a significant amount of money for those course of those years. I guess sometimes they talk about uh, more years less money. Um, became the highest played player in NHL history with an eight year deal over a hundred million. Yep, hundred and hundred a hundred point eight million. Sorry. Yep. 
that point eight, Stephanie. When you're looking at a hundred million at that point, it's a lot of money. <laughs> so that's a fraction of what the bankers will be getting paid now. Well, that's oh, true. Yeah. Um, so the league did institute a thirty-nine million cap. So if we if we put into if we put it into like an idea of like how much we're talking about here, the league, the NHL in two thousand and five, two thousand and six, had a thirty-nine million cap for that season. Um, and as of last this year, um, the cap is sitting at eighty-two point five million um uh, this year so yes we are talking you know nearly 20 years of difference but 82 million compared to the the amount of money 39 million um is a significant amount but what they're talking about is the cap will jump by at least 1 million next year and then a further 4 million um over the course of the two consecutive years following so they're saying that by the end of 2025 2026 the the spend limit will be approximately 92 million um for that season um I mean, the money is starting to kind of creep up again, but I suppose the the money's going up. But then, obviously, then we're we're seeing that the the league itself, revenue wise, I mean, they're taking in significant amounts of money um, through different new media deals that they have. Fifty two five point two billion um, in revenue last season alone um, from the different media deals. That includes a Disney. Disney paying the league four hundred million annually. Turner Sports are spending two hundred twenty five million per season. Um, and they're on seven-year deals as well, uh, which were all signed last year. So it's a significant amount of money. It's baffling amount I, of money. I was racking my brain why Disney was spending, but I forgot the Fox purchase. Yeah, Fox Sports. All of the yeah, um, and a lot of the the services that are that stream the live games are all come yeah. through Disney, um, and that's all owned by Disney by the Disney company. Um, so that's where a lot yeah. of that money comes in. Um, so it's crazy amounts of money. So the yeah, the salary cap is going up again. So it'll be interesting to watch to see how things do progress there and see how how extortion these these contracts do get. Um, one, one thing to bear in mind, um, especially when it comes to salaries, the NHL, uh, if I'm not wrong, is still the lowest paid professional sport, um, meal professional sport in the United States, uh, coming behind the NBA and the NFL. Correct. Um, so you know that's. The, it's probably coming more in line, um, but yeah, something to keep in mind, I suppose. Yeah, considering um, the NFL, they play six games or something like that. I, I think I think even the NBA, uh, the Major League Baseball as well. I think they're still are even still probably it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, get more money than that, um, guys. I think that's is that it. Well, speaking of Disney, did anyone? See, I, I saw an advertisement for the new Mighty Ducks game changers coming soon. Yes, it started. It started. It started last night. The first episode was on oh, last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First you episode. It yet? No, not yet. Um, oh. So I, I have to wait because um, my wife um, is a massive Mighty Ducks fan. Um, she absolutely loves Mighty Ducks. Um, she, when she was growing up, she used to like, she had like inline skits and stuff because of the Mighty Ducks movies. Um, so, um, she, she's like, no, no, we have to watch it. Um, so it's, it's, uh, kind of became our thing. It's your during, obviously the first season came out, I think during COVID, during lockdown, I think was the it first was season. Great. And so really our, like, our Friday nights, uh, it sounds really sad, <laughs> but whenever it was released, our Friday night was, well, let's watch, let's get taken when we watched Mighty Ducks, the, the game changers. And then yeah. we watched something else and, or took part on online you know quizzes with the family you know the things you did during covid um so yeah so it was like so there was kind of a bit of a talk whether or not we we're going to watch season one again before watching season two but i'm kind of like no let's just get stuck in i want to watch no, it but no it looks good i'm right amelia was out it's gone on season two yeah gone yeah 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 so they've kind of changed uh kind of the idea of the the season so i think the season itself it's not spoilers but the seat because it's in the trailer this i think the idea is they, they all the kids are away to like a summer 
camp for um hockey player like for junior hockey players um and i think it's like they're in for a real awakening with the coach that's in charge of the program kind of idea you know kind of think of um mighty ducks three you know whenever they were under a new coach kind of idea that's a kind of comes into my head every time but yeah um so yeah no it's yeah it's it's there so if anybody has disney plus um we'd recommend going and watching it um guys anything else going to move on no all good okay well then we'll get stuck into our period three of hockey am i doing knocking yeah yeah we'll let you do it anyway yeah we'll just just let you do it yeah yeah (laughs) Well, welcome to period three, where we got to talk about Nucky News. Um, I, I wasn't sure if I was doing it, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's fine. I, I just thought, yeah, let's keep with tradition. Let's Again, let's just keep with it. Yeah, just go with it. That's fine. That's your second. And speak, speaking of tradition, Dave mentioned um, something that happened in the last period. We just kept that going for period three. Marty's done all the homework. Marty's got um... all the stories. <laughs> So keeping with tradition, Marty, do you want to talk about your stories? You think, you think, you think I have, you think I have too much time in my hands or something that I do all of the stories, but I'm going to be, let's be a hundred percent honest lads. Let's like, let's, let's be 100% honest. If I don't do a lot of the work, we might come to a podcast and there'd be nothing to talk about. Um, we'll but be that's talking fine. about everything else. Yeah, my and, car I, farts. and again, as I mentioned, we like the structure. So um, I have a number of different stories to cover this period. Um, and the first one I'm going to go with, just because we were talking about the sheer amount of money that is coming into the, the league through sponsorship deals through Disney and everything else. Um, and I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on this story. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've talked about this in the last podcast. I don't think he's dead. I think this is more some something or a new story that's kind of came out more in the last few weeks, I think it's maybe started to take a bit more pace as well over the last few days. Aaron, you sent us a photo at the, earlier in the week in our group chat about um, the sponsorship, jersey sponsorships that are currently in place across the league. Um, the NHL did announce back last, I think, April that um, the jersey would have that all teams, each team in the league would be able to or should be, not even able, all teams will be taking on a shirt or jersey uh, sponsor. So each team will pick out a additional sponsor that will go onto the the jersey as a as a as a patch on the top left shoulder or the top right shoulder, I should say. Um, and that, so as the reason why we're talking about it is for us in the UK, this is not something that is unusual. Um, if you look at any of our jerseys, um, I don't, I, I can't really stretch out. Dave, to show a quick. Yep, there we go. Dave could show any of the multiple jerseys there. And for anybody outside of the UK, outside of the UK. Here in Europe, a lot of the teams right across Europe, the teams are reliant on sheer amount of sponsorship um, to drive it's not hockey. Not just ice hockey as well, though. It's football, um, rugby. They all have uh, some sort of sort of sponsor to correct offset. But hockey, I suppose, in Europe does come under fire sometimes because of the sheer amount of sponsorship that's on jerseys. Because there's a lot, every blank space that some teams can find, they will add a sponsorship on. Um, so you'll have a full title sponsor across the front. You'll have the full arms. You'll have the back sometimes. Um, and sometimes some teams are worse than others. We look at ice as well, sponsorship on the ice in the, in the U.S., that seems like a really foreign concept. You know, you'll have your arena. And if your arena is sponsored by a wells fargo like a bank or if they're sponsored by nokia or whatever it might be they'll maybe be on the ice and that's the only sponsorship you'll see but in the uk in the uk and across the elite and across the the across europe 
the ice will also have sponsorship placed on it and decals on that let's take a look at sheffield we joked around about it dave at the game day again sheffield have completely just added every it's single crazy. square inch of their ice is covered with something um it reminds me of have you ever watched ready player one yes and then they go, you know, our, our studies have shown that you can uh, advertise 85% of a screen and not take away from a, a player's, uh, um, you know, experience of the game. That's exactly it. 85% <laughs> adverts <laughs> everywhere. So the reason why we're talking about this is that the sponsorship was obviously um, allowed to go ahead for the NHL jerseys, which has become a bit of a, as I say, some jersey... I suppose hardcore fans, especially we're looking at like likes of Montreal and and those kind of things, who treat their their hockey sweater as they're called there as um or as a, basically a symbol of a as a sacred garment, you know should only have the teams look one and nothing else. Um, but the advertising patches have been placed on um their jersey, so they now have a new addition to the jersey, which is the patch from RBC Bank. We have the likes of the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have put um who have have who have been sponsored by the corporation, the Farmers Corporation in Canada, uh, which under the tagline of Milk, uh, which is on their right shoulder. We have um the likes of trying to remember who else vegas golden knights they have uh coca sports um which is a sponsorship from a i think is it a um i think is it like a um, what you call it was some like a bookies type thing i think is one of theirs we have yeah, that was something i was going to actually say about the washington capitals is caesar's uh sports book um which seems sort of alien now to the um especially uk um fans of the ice hockey because we did have Ladbrokes for years and there was a big controversy where they took out all the the bookies from uh, from from the sports um so it just seems a bit alien to see it on a and especially on an nhl one you're like oh yeah yeah but it's, but it's vegas well no it's capitals as well washington capitals washington capitals well. yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah. right oh, yeah um but we have, um, you know, obviously as of mid-September, we have the Arizona Coyotes, Columbus Blue Jackets, Minnesota Wild, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, Canadiens, Pittsburgh Penguins, St. Louis Blues, Golden Knights, and, and the Caps have all jumped onto the advertising partnerships. Arizona needs something. Yeah. Just, what, how are they going to pay to keep a team when they've got like, what, <laughs> 10 seats on the arena? Well, this is true. <laughs> so the thing is, we, the, the question was, I suppose, um, you know, NHL teams don't, it's not that they have to have a sponsorship deal but i think the idea was that each team would be taking on a sponsorship at some point within their jersey um so not all teams will have a patch sponsor this season but i think the idea is that moving forward um from the 2023 2024 season that all teams will have one sponsorship at least on the jersey um people are i suppose people are a bit as we kind of mentioned them already those um hardcore fans who believe that you know jerseys shouldn't have sponsorship on them i mean it's it's a big amount of it's big revenue that's coming in for the team for the teams but there's a big revenue coming in for the nhl in general we we talk about we've already mentioned that the likes of european sport nascar in america um they all have massive amounts of advertising NASCAR has so much advertising exactly i mean do you think you know i mean i guess is the fear is there a fear is there a right fear that do, do you think that the fans there in the nhl are fearing kind of something similar to what we're, they're see, they see in the european teams where it's just like will our jersey be bogged down by sponsorship dave what do you think do you think that's maybe well the idea around it is the literally just to, to make more, more money um and the more money the club can make without increasing ticket sales the 
better it is for the the club club survival. Now I know the NHL has been relatively stable, but think of the Arizona Coyotes as an example. You know they're playing out of a smaller arena this year. They're not going to be able to get the same gates. They've their ticket prices are still pretty high. You know if putting a sponsor on their jersey allowed them to reduce their ticket price by a bit to get. Uh, more bombs Do you on think things. they're actually going to reduce tickets? No, ticket they won't. Prices? But it, I was, I was thinking I, about that. Like Marty saying about not the uh, prices, and I was like, it's not no necessarily to reduce the price. It's that they won't need to increase price as fast oh, as they okay. normally do, because mm, they will have more revenue, bigger budget, bigger money in their bank account, and all that jazz. You know, that's it is a revenue stream. We we talked about me and me and you, Marty. We talked about it about our adding the elite league, adding the uh par par breaks par the breaks. TV timeouts. Yep. Yeah. Um you know it's just another way to add another revenue stream. And it's it's more relevant to the smaller clubs because you know, we use that for survival. Um yeah. the it's a big part of why the Giants and European hockey can exist is because of the those sponsors. Um and I think in today's era, we've seen it in uh, video games. Um, we talked about you obviously read Ready Player One, but the, in video games, mobile games, um, social media, people don't like to pay for things anymore. Um, you know, free-to-play games have taken over worlds. You don't pay for your social media. It's all free. It's all paid for by um, user-driven advertisements. And you're dead. Yeah. You're, you know, so if they're able to advertise something that's local and it's going to bring them in money to me, why not? But they weren't, they weren't, they weren't really hard done by with cash though. Were they like, I appreciate you're talking about Arizona there, but like a lot of the teams are fairly healthy. I would say they are. Okay. I think every team took a mass hit during uh, COVID. COVID. Mm. Um, I would say a lot of their balances are probably not as healthy as they project yeah okay um, you think this might be a way to just to to stop gap it get well, a buffer and then, and then keep going they're saying yeah. that they they're saying that the uh these ad the revenue stream from these ads for the jerseys um are anything up between five to ten million for the yeah. team and um, for these ad, ad revenue uh, from ad revenue alone so it's will cover the the, the cover, price the, cover the, well it's going to cover it's going to cover the electric <laughs> now you know to keep yeah, the ice yeah. cold oh, yeah yeah you know uh, and they're not as bad not, as as some of them have said. like we talked about this in the last um episode and i think we we did we only have the habs at the and time the wild. and the wild and yeah, we talked about their orthopedic the, which i think is a really random thing to have in jersey but anyway i but the Habs one was like right in your face. Like it was boom, yeah. like, you know, red, red jersey and a bright blue logo. Yeah. Where I think a lot of the, a lot of the other ones are fairly subtle. The, the, and I'm not, just saying, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Leafs fan, but you put up the Leafs thing and, and John put out a joke, you know, got milk, whatever it is. Got milk, the yeah. milk logo on their jersey looks like it's actually embroidered into the jersey so it doesn't look like a separate big patch like it doesn't it's definitely not it's not a yeah, yeah. it's not a separate color from the jersey it's not sitting there as a big patch that looks like it's sewn on it looks like they've done it intentionally to subtly blend in and it's white as well so it subtly blends in with the blue and white of toronto already i think it's a good example of one of the the sponsorships and the patches done done right but yeah as you say some of the others are just 
I thought the Krakens was alright as well. But that was that was Starbucks, wasn't it? It was it was weird yes, because it had Starbucks the, the on Kraken. one side and then and then Adidas or Adidas on the other. So it was it evened it out a wee bit. That's that's right. I forgot about that. Um, they they did. Although that wasn't on that list, but yeah, they they they. I think it was only maybe like the last day or so that they've announced that. I think that Starbucks is the of well it makes sense because the cracking because obviously it was founded yeah. in seattle um but yeah you're right um you said about the adidas um logo on one side but i always thought there was an adidas but they must have took it away they remember they used to have like a little adidas symbol in the middle of the jerseys oh, that just on, here yeah. on the they used to have i think so or was it reebok when it was reebok maybe it was on that but yeah they used to have something i'm trying to think if i have my jersey there somewhere that i could look at but yeah adidas yeah no it's on the back it's on, on the, the back. back it's not on the front uh, Dave and I were wild there because uh, the Bru- it was Bruins um, Rapid Seven, big yep. uh, yes. company, and they have a big uh, element in Belfast as well. So you know we know that Rapid Seven likes sponsoring hockey teams now. Hockey, yeah. yeah well, I've so, been trying. I, I've been. Try- I want to keep trying my place first, and then I'll go to Rapid Seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, I'm going to move on to our next story, if that's okay. Um, so I'm going to move on to uh, just two, two, like three more stories to go cover. Um, all kind of light and 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 whatever. First one I'm going to do is just um a kind of a crossover between uh Boston and Belfast. We already know we talked about it earlier on about Boston and Belfast and and um Boston being here and playing playing ice hockey here. You know, Boston coming over and playing against giants but actually there's also a link and we knew this from whenever boston did come to belfast uh they brought sean thornton with them um who is obviously now a retired ice hockey um player he no longer plays you know obviously he won two times Stanley cup winner 700 appearances in the nhl um canadian ice hockey enforcer we all know him quite well we all know him from his career and how you know his quite a lucrative career that he had um but it turns out he when he when he said when he stated when he was over in belfast whenever he came over to bought when he's coming over when he made a statement to say and, and i don't i don't mean this to sound the way it's going to sound i apologize to any of our american listeners but one of the big things that i'm gonna get on a soapbox here one of the big things that annoys people <laughs> one of the big things that annoys people in 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 ireland and northern ireland uh this country shall we say this full island of ireland shall we say northern and ireland one of the big things that it kind of annoys us that um that americans tend to do quite a bit is to say oh i'm 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 irish and you're like oh okay um and then they they then go on to say my great grandfather my second great grandfather on my you know mother's side was lived in you know limerick you know in the 1800s you're like oh you're yeah you're, you're that kind of irish you're irish yeah <laughs> you know that kind of thing you're literally like oh okay yeah that yeah Mm-hmm. Um, I do have I have a friend uh, a guy called T- Tim Duckett and he's he's a super cool dude um, and he's American but he did he started telling me this story about how his his heritage was, was in Ireland and similarly you kind of all oh, right okay here we go but he actually like his so his surname is Duckett there is a Duckett Castle or a Duckett Grove in County Carlow. Like, yeah. like he, he apparently the ducats are were a big thing back in the day, um. So I kind of gave him that. I was like, okay, there's still like it's, it's a ruin of a castle now, but there was a castle. Fair enough. That's pretty and, cool. I, I, I don't know if the Mitchells have a castle. And do you know what? I well, like <laughs> the, the Eaton's homestead. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and I, I joke around about it. You know, we we joke around about it. Yes, like you know, sometimes it's a real like 
oh okay uh, yeah uh, you know you kind of think yeah there's a bit like but you know it's the heritage the heritage and that you know you can't you can't deny that you know but traces back that's fine but there is sometimes where it actually does come up where actually you do have a great claim in terms of it so like you know i think whenever barack obama came to ireland and he claimed that he was irish people were like right yeah okay you're irish he actually <laughs> was actually his family actually it was true like um one of his i think it was his like maternal grandparents or something were actually from ireland originally from and that was actually a legitimate thing so it's like one generation back that was from ireland so it was yeah okay fair enough you can claim it um but this is sean thornton who whenever he did come over he did when he was here if i remember correctly he was doing so he did trace some of his family stuff while he was here and when he done an interview uh, while he was here he did say that one of the biggest opportunities he got when he was coming over was the fact that it was his family were from here um that his that he wanted to kind of explore a bit about you know where his family came from and everything else and actually it turns out that he um that his grandmother his grandmother um sisters basically his sister his grandmother's sister still lived in belfast um was still from northern was from northern still um was you know was still living in belfast um and the reason why it's kept is because then there was a new story that was put up this week um because sean thornton was um holding a a tournament a golfing tournament as part of a charity thing um in the states and a former um, I suppose captain of West Bromwich Albion and also Northern Ireland player, 60, played 60, 65 times for Northern Ireland. Chris Brunt is actually a direct relative of Chris Thornton, of Sean Thornton, and they met for the very first time at this um, at this golfing tournament where he travelled up and met him. Um, so there was a bit of a link, um, but I just like the fact that there was a bit of a, a story put out this week on BBC about it, um, and that's why it caught my attention. It was on BBC News. I was like, oh, there you go. Um, so they Strike, um, striking resemblance in that photo. <laughs> <laughs> Is there? Is there and the whole thing is the three of them in that photo are apparently related. They knew that they knew. Two like them, we're all no two of them do look related two of them two of them are just a bit of a similarity i think there's two of them that do have a bit of a similarity the two you with the two hat the two with the gray hat the... they're all wearing hats no two... <laughs> the two i was gonna say the two with the hats facing forward thank you um sean Thor- i actually do think that um chris and sean actually do have a bit of no Okay, this isn't right. Is Sean not on the left hand? Right? Oh, he is on the right. I actually think there is a bit of resemblance between Chris and Sean. Actually, I do think there's the third person on the other side, on the left hand side. I don't think so much. No, um, Zach, I don't think he's so much looks like him. But anyway, I just thought it was a good story because they did mention Belfast in that piece about him coming over to in 2010, um, and they they nearly met because obviously he went off and Sean was going off to try and research the family and, and never got a chance to meet them and stuff. So, um, pretty interesting. But I just thought I'd throw it up as a bit of a story. So if anybody wants to have a read of that, it's there um two fun bits to finish off with um the first one is the yesterday it was or two days ago i should say so at the start of the week um there was a piece put out by a a gambling.com um which obviously we talked about um bookmakers earlier on this is another bookmakers uh they put out a a poll that was done i suppose they done a survey and a poll and they put out the results of the poll this week which looked (laughs) at the most handsome nhl coaches um across the uk but they used an app called golden ratio face which measures face beauty um and then what they done was they put the results they put in all of the 32 head coaches across the it nhl wasn't the UK, it was in the nhl sorry that's what i mean nhl yeah sorry yeah. um yeah. so they put up 32 30, they put a, they put in the 32 nhl head coaches um and the results then came out and they tallied the results into a table um the app 
um, if anybody does want to face uh, down on it, it is free and it uses facial symmetry and it'll tell you, it'll give you a ratio of, it'll judge you. I don't need to be told how ugly I am. I was saying, I was saying, <laughs> there's plenty of people point to me in the street. <laughs> people cry when they look at me. Like literally babies cry when they look at me. Um, my, my, my niece, my, my youngest niece, um, Clara, she literally, as soon as she sees my face, she cries. And, and I kind of feel like, oh my God, I'm not that bad. Um, anyway, the most handsome NHL head coaches then were put together um, on, a, on a table. Um, obviously, then it was they ranked him from first to, thir- to 32. Um, top one being Jay Woodcroft from the Edmonton Oilers, uh, followed by Daryl Suter from Calgary Flames and Derek Lalonde from the Detroit Red Wings. Um, so that was the top three. If you Sheldon Keith in 13. Sheldon Keith in 13. But the best one was Bruce Broder, um from the Vancouver Canucks. How on earth is he 16? <laughs> he got a 16. So um, the best bit about it was that he was, there was a press, press there was the press interviews happen, were happening this week um, as part of the, um, the kind of the warm-up games and the the training camps uh and the press did ask him they were like you know they did get his reaction if you haven't watched the video um we'll put a link up on it um his twitter uh, was on twitter um but his reaction is <laughs> hilarious if you haven't watched it watch it but basically he just said he basically comes and says um so he's like oh i don't really care about the poll whatever it was and then he's just like and then when he told him oh you you know you're in 16th out of the you know overall and he went there must be an awful lot of blind people doing that poll um <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they explained to him actually it was it was a computer generated thing that um, decided on it um but yeah I just thought his reaction was just pure comical um it was just his sheer response you just see him like as if like whatever he's told he just like his eyes went what <laughs> um but if you haven't watched it go watch the video it's worth it's only like a couple of minutes long feels so bad for Laviolette <laughs> dead last but it's like a solid half point Tip between him and the next one. Everybody else got like you know, short, wee 10 points on it, and then he's doing 50. So the 6.0 <laughs> is his, and it's 0. 0.5 for Jim Montgomery with the Boston Bruins. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead last. Like, he's proper last. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google this dude to find out to see if we can. It's it's her is a bit like yeah, a bit dodge. He's always a bit dodge. Um, and some of his um. Some of the clothes that he sized were always a bit interesting, but um, that's not what it's based on. It's based on looks. Um, but yeah, I think it's a bit harsh. I don't think he's a bad-looking man, but to come in at thirty-two over. Uh, no offense yeah. to no offense to Bru- no offense to Bruce, but like you know, <laughs> like surprising. But um, yeah, if you want to have a have a look to see where you're, if you're an NHL, if you're an NHL fan, I would lo- what I want to see is the picture they used. Yes, I would love to see the picture they used because like. It's an absolutely awful, but your man, you know, Rick uh, Brenner's um, for the um, uh, Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, he's 67, so he's about the same age as Bruce Purdue. Uh, but I think this he is. Sorry, is... go ahead. He, he looks as he is. Like, <laughs> like, he really does look as he is. <laughs> he's a bit harsh, but um, like number six. <laughs> maybe it's just like that grey silver fox thing that's got he's got going for him. I don't know mm. <laughs> we always talk about following up on on stories I think we could do like really quality journalism here if you can call what we do it's not journalism but anyway what we should do is get all of the coaches because you said it's a free app yeah so we can do we can do 
uh, all the, the coaches for the league. <laughs> um, oh my god, yes! <laughs> if that's not a reason to listen to the next podcast, oh my I god. don't know what is. I'm going to take a note of that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for the next podcast. I'm going to do the NHL, the elite league coaches, and see what comes out of us. I'm going to do it. Okay. Right, I've got it written down. I'm going to do it. Um, so- Send you guys a random link. Um, I think I know why Rick uh, Brown has uh, got so high on the list. Is it safe for work? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. it's, we just. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Move it on. Um, <laughs> I just got it open. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, last story uh, for this period. Um, we're going to move on to our favorite, uh, John's favorite. Um, he's going to be sad that he's missing this. Uh, but this past week, um, seen Gritty, the best mascot in the league, and I'm, no, I'm not just saying that. I think he won yeah. the award for this past season again, the the award for most best fan interaction and, and best mascot for the for for the crossing hotel. Um, Gritty has is celebrating his fourth birthday this week um and he did it in style um by having a group of his mascot friends from around philadelphia uh come along to the game on the 25th um so previous what was that monday what day are we on was that monday or over the weekend anyway um he had a great time he was there with all of his um literally all of the mascots from all of the major sporting teams across philadelphia uh were all representative at there um but the one thing i will mention is and like the video that, I'm, that if you haven't seen it yet um they were celebrating and having fun in the box and they basically just opened up massive bags of popcorn, popcorn mm. yeah. the poor people <laughs> had to clean up that box after these mascots were in there i feel so sorry for them i'm hoping that they i'm hoping that the flyers went you know what we'll clean it up afterwards because it's a state but it's amazing um i just thought i'd show that um i'm just i kind of forgot when i put this up i was like i forgot that john wasn't going to be in the podcast today um because i put up especially for him but aaron this is for you on the twitter and every years go ahead sorry on the Twitter and every year like scrolling through them one of them is literally just a, a gif of a cleaner going like this to the brush <laughs> <laughs> yes I clean up uh, oh man he's so good Do you, you, you the the night that Gritty was announced we were recording a podcast we were your house. that's right we all were the, all those many moons ago that's it that's indeed we were actually watching the reactions we were all like uh what, what is this I know and it turns out actually this? he's amazing like honestly like one of the best creations i think and i know whenever the philadelphia flyers created gritty they created him with a bit a bit tongue-in-cheek because there was like we kind of were forced into this and we didn't want to do it kind of thing and actually now it turns out it's probably one of the best creations one of the best mascots that's been created in the nhl and they use it so well um he turned up actually we watched many for watch another tv show together called abbott elementary i don't know if anybody's ever seen it it's kind of like a it's kind of like one of those camera what, what's the phrase for it like docu like docu comedy so kind of somewhere like you know like the office or parks and recreation and that sort of thing i think it's actually by the same creators as park and recreation um but it's based on like a high school like a, a an elementary school in america in philadelphia called abbott elementary and they he gritty is in the first episode the first episode of this season um he turns up at the school as part of like philadelphia day or whatever um and just kind of just causes chaos in the episode um, i wonder if that's a thing 
Philadelphia Day? I don't know. I think the school was just. I think the school was just having a day. I think that's the idea. I don't think it was an actual thing. I think the school the, in the TV show. I think they were just having like a Philadelphia Day. I was wondering if Dave was just thinking that like gritty goes around random schools and causes yeah, chaos. Yeah. Is is that a thing? Never mind Philadelphia if not, Day. If not, it should be. If not, it should be. Um, guys, any other stories? No, no, I think you've done an amazing amount of homework and Thank some you. great yeah, yeah. stories there. Um, we don't have anything else. We have nothing um, for we 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 all agreed coming into this. We didn't have any other any um anybody for our star segment. I mentioned to the guys that um the only person I'd be putting in for the star segment would just be a carbon copy of who I put in for the last episode, um and that would be Peyton Jones again, um just because this previous weekend, um at the game I, I just watched a phenomenal save from Peyton Jones that I don't think I've ever witnessed like, in there. In, full coast in the to coast, like it was on blue. And, and fall into the splits, pretty much. Like coast to coast and then going into the splits to save it. Glove save it, a puck. And it was just a thing of beauty. Like, I mean, it was just out of this world. I've never seen anything like it. Um, and... I know I had my reservations and I, I missed last the last podcast and he's talking when you know he's talking about you know I had my reservations and I fully admitted that I was worried coming into the season having Peyton as our goaltender because it was an unknown entity and whatever and I fully will just eat as we said at the start Marty doesn't pie. like change exactly and I'll eat a humble <laughs> is it humble pie is that the phrase I'll eat humble pie um I'll fully admit that I was I'm I'm totally yeah i'm bought in um it was just phenomenal it was but yeah we're not doing a star but yeah that's who i would choose again um <laughs> moving on um we're gonna do one we've got one piece left and that's our overtime segment so this is anything any other stories that are coming in or any other questions that have been sent in to us via our uh twitter at uh, for our social media um i just wanted to put out just wanted to comment on two things i just wanted to firstly um just thank um the banners on the wall Um, i reached out during the pod during this podcast to find out kind of like what's going on with the whole clan thing because um obviously as we said the clan announced their sign and then all of a sudden within minutes it was taken down so we kind of missed the initial part because the clan took it off and so we were only getting bits and pieces of what was happening um so they were he was able to kind of give us a a, a proper rundown of what exactly was going on um so thank you very much for that secondly always makes us he always makes us look so unprofessional so he does but then he (laughs) he knows his stuff you know what can i say he does know his stuff um the last thing then there was the last question that was sent in there was one question sent in um from our, our regular listener um and we thank mark for being a constant provider for our um content um at pen 67 um if we've always said it if he wants to come on he's more than welcome but he's uh, a bit hesitant so i think we still need to work on him and hopefully we'll my my, my goal is to try and get mark to come on this podcast by the end of the season even if it's only for five minutes um comes on at the end of every podcast and ask a question yeah i think i think <laughs> this is what be, he does anyway <laughs> that's be perfectly it um so he was just, he was just, uh he did reach out he just went he just wanted to know it just out of interest um I don't know. He doesn't give it much detail as to why he's asking this question, but um, I'm sure maybe he'll explain when we see him. But he just wanted to know, just out of pure interest, I was just wondering if each of you guys could tell me who your favorite Giants of all, Giants player is of all time and why. Stevie Lyle. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave. Stevie Lyle. Any particular reason why? Um, because of the that season when he came in, it was a complete cluster. Um, the Giants were um, at a drift. They brought in Lyle, um, Thornton, and Campbell, um, all in from Basingstoke, 
um, and they went from being literally the whipping boys of the season to stringing 16 straight wins, um, changing the fortune of that team and probably changing the fortune of the, the franchise. Um, I don't think the Giants would have survived a um, proper beating. Um, and uh, so, as, as I say, the rest is history. Um, he, uh, what was it, two knockout cup and the um, knockout cup and the uh, challenge cup and am I right in saying the playoff trophy? Um, it's not bad going. Um, mm. Probably only a number, only obviously Murphy and uh, Besco probably beat that. So yeah, yeah. Um, he's uh, he, and first. It's also a super nice guy. This also helps. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I my my memory of Lyle is, and I feel so bad now after in retrospect. Um, but Dave, do you remember? So we when he after he left Belfast, um, he, he moved on to Car- Cardiff. I think it was he moved on to was it after yeah. he left Belfast? And so when he moved to Cardiff, the first Cardiff game back when he came back to play in the arena, um, we we sit obviously right behind the plex not right behind the plex but we sit behind the goal goal line basically behind the goal the goalies kind of um field of vision i suppose especially if they're kind of turning around to get in water or whatever and we legitimately were waving <laughs> lyle's because it wasn't a distract <laughs> it wasn't a distract it was just to kind of say hello because you know we kind of like you know yeah he's back kind of thing and we're waving at him like literally it was just like a we're waving at him because we're like yeah he's back we're so happy to see him and we're like you know trying to get his attention and waving at him and stuff probably shouldn't be waving at him during the game because then he went down to um he 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 got distracted from i still put it down i still will take ownership that he got distracted because of us and let a goal slip through and then after that point he just kept ignoring us from our side <laughs> but it made us wave harder to try and get atten- get his attention but then he acknowledged it the next time we yeah. seen him he was over for a i think he was over for someone's testimonial, testimonial. i can't remember whose testimonial yeah. it was but we got talking to it me and me and you got talking to him and we were chatting he's like you got his and he actually acknowledged the fact that we put him yeah. up he's like you should waving at me and he's put me off can you stop waving <laughs> and he acknowledged the fact that he's seen us and we were just like oh my god this is hilarious um but yeah he and we were kind of like oh really sorry oh my god and that point we we're just really embarrassed about it um but yeah so that always, i'll always remember that whenever he came and said to us you're putting me off can you please stop um but yeah mm-hmm. good guy and aaron you're you were lyle's yourself as well then yeah as, as soon as uh, you've, you've it was only good for anyone who was watching this, this stream as soon as dave said lyle i went into the, the jersey that was actually hanging up behind me and i was like yeah lyle. it's lyle very closely followed by um shieldsy shieldsy like, yeah uh, i kind of thought that um and i think it's 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 lyle as dave says it's just what, like when we were when we first started going to hockey uh you know he, he came in and it was just it was just amazing i always really enjoyed uh at the time i was working for the the old fruit store um in belfast and uh shieldsy and lyle and all always used to come out like on a friday with tickets to give out <laughs> and they always they always made a stop off at the uh, at the Apple Store. Um, always tried to wangle some discount. So <laughs> um, I, always, I was so funny because uh, Lyle, I always thought he's super nice, but he could always be very he's quite shy sometimes. Yes, yeah, I, yeah. So you had you had Shieldsy who was always you know chatty and all that kind of stuff. And I remember I think they were trying to get Lyle discount on a MacBook. 
And Shieldy was cried over saying hello to me and all that kind of trying to trying to sweet talk me. And Lyle was just behind him going, Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, I want a laptop. <laughs> you know, this guy, please. Uh, oh. But yeah, no, uh, unfortunately, I don't have. Uh, uh, I'm keeping to to Lyle just like Dave. Yeah. Um. For for my answer, um, I don't think this comes as surprise. You guys will know this. Um. My my favorite player of all time for the Belfast Giants is uh, Northern Ireland born and bred Mark Morrison. Of course. Um. Mark Morrison has always been my favorite player, and the reason again, kind of similar to kind of what you guys have said, Mark. Uh, from the day, so. so Obviously, we started when we started going to the Giants back in two thousand and seven or so. Mark was playing for the Giants then, and just something about a local lad um, playing playing for the team, and just the sheer speed, the never Work backing down, the whack ethic, the just following through with his hits, not giving a crap just like following through and getting in the corners those gritty dirty little kind of like you know just not afraid to to kind of fight for the puck just to make sure that he was seen on the ice and making sure he was getting his fur time his own time his his first share of the time his ice time on the on, on there being a belfast player and he always 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 stood as my favorite player of all time like i've got several of his shirts on hanging up behind me here on here i think i've got maybe like three or four there um and yeah mark morrison has always been my favorite so um yeah probably... i think that one Pro... thing that we can all agree with is that a lot of our players that we rate and have hold closely in our hearts are not necessarily the best players it's the emotional elements that yeah. they make you feel and remember um and it's the the fond memories of the um, of the games and interactions with that player and, and things like that. And it um, feels a wee bit different now, but, you know, there's I would say there's plenty of people making those same connections as we speak with guys like um, Mac and Rain and yeah, yeah. Rain. Yeah, Rain's obviously a big thing for a lot of people. Um, and, but yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, again, yeah, you'd like to see future, you've mentioned it today, but you'd love to see future fans, future young fans who, you know, hold the likes of, you know, you know those local Northern Irish lads who are, who are now getting a bit of time, like thinking, you know, especially like, you know, seeing them playing and, and maybe thinking, oh, that, that's, that's stuck with me. That's my favorite player kind of thing. Uh, and you're right. I think you've said it perfectly. Um, You know, not maybe the, not maybe the players that people are, you maybe are expecting us to say or people are expecting to hear you know probably people are start th- are thinking of us saying like things like like smo or you know other other big names who have played over the last number of years in terms of re- most recent years but yeah it's just they they do hold that you, i think it's the ones that help perfect. you get suckered into it yeah you and know, that's and really uh, that's it yeah yeah and, and it's i suppose it's a different way of you know he asked us for a personal answer if he just asked us who do you think of this is the best jazz player ever you know, look at the statistics and all, it would have been a different answer. But yep. uh, when you ask for someone's sort of personal, but it yep. comes out differently. That's it. That's it, guys. That takes us to... Has, did Mark let us know what his was? No, he didn't, actually. So you can Ooh. let us know, Mark. Um, I'm sure you'll tell us maybe why you're asking, but um, yeah, you can let us know. Um, guys, with that, that takes us to the end of our show for this week. Um, as usual, you can... Um, 
reach out um, and send us anything in. So you send in your questions, send us anything we should be talking about. Um, interact with us in some way through our social media channels, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Door14Hockey. Um, you can check out this podcast and previous podcasts um, on our website at door14hockey.com. And also then, if you are, I've got a smart speaker or smart device in your home, you can ask it to play the latest edition of the Door14 Hockey podcast. Uh, if you are listening to us on a podcast provider of your choice wherever that might be um don't be afraid to leave us a star review leave us some written reviews let us know what you think um everything does help um get people um seeing the show uh, stop and say hello if you see us at the games because john's not with us most of the time we lost that outgoing individual that talks to everybody (laughs) that's so lonely Um, we are we are creeping up on um we are creeping up our numbers for this year are creeping up um to being one of the probably not the this makes much sense to anybody apart from us, but like it's creeping up to be one of our better, best years of listenership um, across. So we want to thank everyone who has taken time to listen to our, our podcast so far this year. Um, and, and yeah, may it continue. Um, but let us know if you are listening and we'd like to definitely hear from you. Um, with that, we'll sign off for this week. I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm Aaron. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>